You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. So one of the things, I, I want to talk about the tight ends, but before we do that, I, I just wanted to... I know you didn't watch or rate Sean Clifford and the conversation that we were having earlier about vets made me think of this. And I had thought, you know, I understand what the Packers are doing with the Clifford selection. Perry and I had talked on the show about how it was going to be, you know, an older rookie quarterback, like a Stetson Stetson Bennett that had had won championships and had been in a locker room for a long time. But I thought if there was one position group, that would you know benefit from having a veteran brought in, it would have been the quarterback position. And I understand the Packers were not going to be able to go get like Jacoby Brissett. Like the, the market was not in their favor as far as vets are concerned. But I do think that you know the the wide receiving room is probably okay. The tight end room is probably okay. The running backs are fine. The offensive line. You've got leaders in all these positions, even if they're young leaders. Jordan Love is great. And I know that if Jordan Love goes down, the season is a wash anyway because you're trying to evaluate him and only him. But I I don't see the benefit necessarily of developing Danny Etling and Sean Clifford. So to me, I thought if there was going to be an opportunity for them to bring in another voice, Jordan Love gets a sounding board. That's the position group where I thought we would maybe see a free agent addition. But again, I know there's not much out there that you know, would constitute like a serviceable backup that would be willing to just sit. It is really interesting because at best, Sean Clifford is like a really, I don't know if intriguing is the right word, right <laughs> word, but he's a project, right? Like this is a guy who they are saying is really intelligent. He actually has really good physical tools. He's just like a disaster mechanically. And so you're going to rework him. That's fun to have a, a, a quarterback project along the way. It may actually help out Jordan Love in being able to teach, right? Because we know that you, you learn a little bit faster when you have the opportunity to teach somebody else. And um, Jordan Love is, is uh, no stranger to quirky mechanics and uh, <laughs> hopefully fixing a lot of those things. Yeah, it is weird. I, I I actually meant to to tweet this at some point, and and my initial thought was like, do the Packers think something of Danny Etling? Like, is this a guy that that maybe they're really high on and haven't haven't let on? Because it was a weird pick, and it's like if the Packers really loved one of the backup quarterbacks, I don't know why like taking them around earlier would have been like a huge obstacle. So I don't know that like the sudden fall was the reason why it was Clifford, but yeah, what, what, what concerns me and yes, like 
there is the idea that the Packers are actually competitive and love misses a few games. And then, you know, you're all of a sudden out of the playoffs because you have to turn to a rookie fifth round pick. My bigger concern is twofold. One, you have a lot of young receivers. And so what's going to happen when you get to the preseason? You're going to put them in the game with Sean Clifford and he's (laughs) going to be throwing the ball 10 yards over their head or not making the read and getting sacked or, you know, whatever the case is. And so you're stunting your receivers, like your very, very young receivers growth during very important preseason reps. And then that's not even factoring in all the practice things that go on. My other problem is if he's your backup, he's not ready year one. We know that. So if Jordan Love, let's say he has to miss the last six games this season, you're already out of the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. You're going to turn your offense into a total dumpster fire and then like ruin the progression of some of your young guys or like those really valuable reps that we've seen even bad. I don't don't think Sean Clifford's seeing the field like period. (laughs) I certainly hope not, but then ever in any of these circumstances, like he's not, he's going to play like a quarter in preseason and like Jordan love is going to play out the whole season, like regardless of what their record is. I don't, I don't see a world where Sean Clifford's playing a single snap. But if I'm Jordan talking Love about gets in hurt. case Jordan Love gets hurt. Okay, fair. I don't know. Yeah, then the season's like done. Yeah. yeah. So, like, is it Nick Foles? Is it like I? I don't even know who's actually on an NFL roster right now. If anything's happened over the last like three weeks, I've missed it. But like, even a Sean Mannion or like insert name of generic backup quarterback here like somebody's got to be available and then like why did the Packers create cap space with the Darnell Savage move if they're if they're not going to go out and sign somebody like maybe maybe that money gets used for a safety maybe it gets used for a different position but like a veteran backup quarterback right now I think would be so invaluable for Love's development and for me not panicking every time he gets hit (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I know there's, you know, some thought that maybe that money is gonna was gonna be for Adrian Amos. You know, it sounds like two sides are not necessarily together on that, but another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This is running long and it's getting late. So let's let's briefly talk about the tight ends because I think those are two picks that pretty much everyone was in consensus excited about and uh, two tight ends that maybe weren't the the flashy names like the Dalton Kincaid, the Michael Mayers, but two tight ends that I think will come in and have a pretty significant impact for Jordan Love their rookie year. Yeah. I, I mean, Mus Musgrave is what he is. He's a crazy athlete, a little bit linear, but I I think, you know, the opportunity I, I talked about like the slow progression of tight ends historically, but Musgrave has a skill that is translatable 
in that he can run down the seam and he is going to give linebackers and safeties fits. And so I really like that. Maybe the answer at slot receiver, in fact, is Luke Musgrave because you might have trouble getting his hand in the dirt really early in his career. Um, but he is is going to be an op- or have an opportunity to flex out. And so I think I think that's an, a really interesting one, uh, one that gives the Packers a weapon that they quite frankly haven't had running down the middle of the field since Jermichael Finley. I, I, you wouldn't expect him to be as good as Jermichael Finley was in his prime, but um, Musgrave definitely is really, really intriguing as a developmental guy. I think Kraft is a little bit further along. Um, if he can clean up some of the like mental stuff, the the drops and things like his ability to block and release, um, his ability to catch and like put his foot in the dirt and just go. And then he he's a scary guy because he's not only like relatively fast and quick, but he also will run you over. And so I think he's going to be a problem on um, some of the the checkdown stuff. He he gives the Packers a little bit of something that they they haven't had in like a really balanced tight end in a while. And so those two guys developing together, I think, is really really promising. I just don't know if it'll be like all put together in year one. Tucker Craft will also give Perry's Dynasty League fits with his production. Um, I love him. I think <laughs> like I think they also they bring like different things to the table, right? And I think you you just like alluded to it, but they're just like they're two very different tight ends. And the Packers just like haven't had a room full of like versatile athletic tight ends in I don't know, ever. Like it's been a really, really, really long time. But I do think it's interesting, Andrew. Like you're not the first person I've heard to comp. Um, a Mus- Musgrave to Jermichael Finley. And obviously, like, I feel like that's, like, the gold standard in Packer fans' minds of, like, what the dynamic, like, weapon tight end can be, which is, like, it's the last time we had one. And that's, like, no hate to any of the tight ends that have come through. Like, Jared Cook was great for a season. Tunyon had his, you know, 10-plus touchdown season. But, like, not a solid dude that's going to stay around for, like, a number of seasons and play at, like, a very high level. So it's exciting that they have that, he has that ceiling. Do you have any concerns? And just cause like, this is something people talk about, about craft coming from like a smaller program. I mean, yeah. Christian Watson just did it. So yeah. no, not really. I, you know, some of the things with craft is like, he was the focal point every game. Like everybody on the opposing defense was like, we got to stop this guy. And he was just like, I'm, I'm going to beat you anyways. Um, you know, I, he, he, he turned down to Alabama and was just like, I'm going to carry S Ooh, I almost said SDSU. I can't say that. Uh, Cause San Diego state is SDSU, but South Dakota state, uh, the, the fighting jackrabbits, he, he just put him on his back and was like, let's, let's go win this whole thing. Yeah, uh, he, that's what you look for from someone from a smaller program. Yeah. Like, did you just yeah. like completely dominate literally everyone every week? And it's like, yes, okay, next. <laughs> this just feels very telling. This draft, you know, I think specifically like the Packers went outside of some of their desired metrics, and it is just a clear indicator to me that Matt Lafleur wants to run twelve personnel, and he wants to do it a lot. <laughs> now he's got every kind of tight end. You know, it's like a pick your flavor of the week tight end profile that he can just trot two of them out there, whether it's Josiah DeGuara and Tucker Kraft, it's Kraft and Musgrave, Musgrave, DeGuara, whatever, you know, your profile is, 
he's going to be able to do a lot of really fun things with this offense. And Jaden Reed as well. I know we've talked about him doing like end rounds, jet sweeps. Like there's going to be a lot of fluidity and motion and movement to this offense that I think, you know, maybe there was some resistance against previously that I don't think Jordan Love will have that resistance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very possible that this defense comes out, carries this team for a little while and the offense is creative enough to move the ball, win some close games. And then we see this offense just kind of continue to get better and better and better. We saw it in San Francisco, right? Bunch of young guys, the, the Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayuks of the world kind of coming along and developing. Um, and, you know, you could you could see the Packers kind of following that like Rams and 49ers template of four or five years ago and then kind of growing up to this next next wave of Packers playoff football. That blueprint is like, I think, best case scenario in my mind of how the season goes. Like regard again, like I think regardless of record, like defense finally puts it all together. The offense kind of allows the offense to like deal with its growing pains. But by the end of the season, you're saying, okay, we, we got somewhere with this group of guys. I can't think of anything else to add, quite frankly. I think that was a wonderful way to kind of wrap up, not expectations. I think expectations is too strong of a word, but what we're looking for and how maybe this season with this draft class will be a really good litmus test for coaching staff and a lot of these new players that we're talking about. So Andrew, why don't you go ahead and tell the people that are listening where they can find all of your work if they don't already follow you? Yeah, I am at Andrew Murtig on Twitter, and I am on the Friday episode of Packaday, um, and I apparently guest uh, appear on Pax, which she said <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Just new thing. <laughs> Pencil you in. All right. You can follow the podcast at PWSS Podcast on Twitter. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Um, you can follow the podcast, find it, download it everywhere that you find your favorite podcasts. Tell your friends about the show. Word of mouth means a lot to us. We like when people tweet us and tell us that they're listening to the show. So that's fun. Uh, Andrew, as always, you are wonderful. We'll think of a cool workshop fun name for the next time that you come back on. Um, you have a standing invite, especially during draft season, because it's a lot of fun to, to talk Packers with you. But that is all the time that we have for today's show. So thank you, as always, for listening. And go, Pat, go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 